At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Merry Christmas. It is VSIN's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Glad you could join us tonight. Happy holidays. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown. Wyatt Tomchek in for Kelly Bidlin tonight in the chair. And wait till you get a load of this. Look at that. I told you I was going to wear an obnoxious jacket. Well done. That is, is beautiful. It is, it is obnoxious. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's obnoxious. You so, wear it well. There it is. Here's, I mean, I, I, listen, I know this is why you tuned in. Thank you and good night. <laughs> That's it. We peaked yes. early. Thank you and good night. That's Appreciate you being here. Do. Yeah, I know. You've seen it. You can go now. Merry Christmas, man. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, happy holidays. and all, you know, of our, look, all of our football bets are toast. We have absolutely, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we have nothing to talk about. There's no games going on today. And then all we can, and then past that is like all of the bets that we had to buy, that I had to buy off of this morning because of all the news coming through and all that. Like, think you're sitting in a good position. Think you got a good beat on a game. And then in two seconds, just up in flames. It's. Re- I mean, we we do have bets. We're being a little yeah. facetious, but but that's the point of again. They just keeps every ten minutes seemingly another player's like, oh no, Quentin Nelson uh, is on the COVID list. Oh no, three offensive linemen on the Colts. We'll go through every game. We'll do the best that we can. We'll see if anything happens while we're on air the next three hours uh, with COVID reports. There's absolutely no sports 
in North America, seemingly, uh, going on tonight. There was a few bits of NBA news because, obviously, the NBA is supposed to play five games tomorrow while there's one college football bowl game and there's the two NFL games. Trey Young, Onyeko Kongwu, both of them have been listed as out for the Hawks game against the Knicks tomorrow. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, along with Lamarcus Aldridge, all ruled out for the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow on Christmas Day in their game. James Harden, though, will be a go against the Lakers. That is a straight-up pick now. Harden in the Nets versus the Lakers, 226 on the total there. The marquee matchup of the Warriors and the Suns looks to be relatively intact, though. It, it, the, the one game, knock as on of wood. right now, I was going to say, knock on wood, fingers crossed. Yes. I mean, that's kind of where we stand yeah. right now with all this. But, man, it is... It is something else. We'll get into it, like you said. We'll do the best we can, but it is – it's tough to – I mean, we don't – so many people are coming on and off and whatever. It's hard to keep up with, with who's on, who's off, how many players are going to be there. And now it's – it's who's coming from the practice squad, who's whatever. It's, 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 been, it's been crazy today. I was sc- scrambling all morning going – well, I guess I got to buy off this bet, and I guess I probably need to try to get off this one because this is, you know, everything that I went into this, like with this firm belief that this is how this could go, has now like gone up in flames. And so it'll be, a, it'll be an interesting night here, but we're glad that you're with us. And we'll, uh, we'll go, you know, in this, this, this thing is a, a fire hazard for sure. Just have like, a, this thing is made out of the have, cheapest material that you, this might as well be like kindling or something like this, that I'm wearing right now. The camera should be on Matt the entire I mean, three this, hours. This, this, this thing is so, it is, it is so cheap and like, it's like crunches when you move and all this. And like, <laughs> it is made out of something for sure. We need no sparks in the studio today. I'm going to go up in flames. When you saw that, where you're just like, oh, this is, I've got to get this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And well, and then when you look at the price tag, price you know, is and, no yeah, object. It's, like, it's like, oh, it's $48. <laughs> like, cool. Let's do that. Uh, imagine being in a contest. Imagine being in contention for a contest, a handicapping contest, where you're up now to the final three weeks of the season, four if we're talking Survivor. Well, three now, well, three and a half, because the quirk at Circus Survivor is that yesterday's game and the two tomorrow are one week in and of itself. What a mind uh, sort of meld, yes. for lack of a better term, yes. Uh, yes. that that would be because you have to constantly, like, honey, I, I can't talk to you right now. I've got to listen to Adam Schefter. I've got to follow these human, these other guys. It's like, who are your boyfriends that you're following? No, really, I have to know every bit of information. Uh, let, let's start with yesterday's game because we'll get that out of the way and then we'll talk about everything coming up. The Titans end up being the winners last night. They beat the 49ers 20-17. to 17. They do so as three-point dogs close and as about plus 165 money line uh, on the money line for that game. Get it done 20 to 17 after trailing this game 10 to nothing at the half. We were here for the first half. The Titans were atrocious in the first half. 55 total yards of offense. The Niners dominated. However, however, the Niners let the Titans off the hook. They didn't step on them. Uh, step on their necks and blow them out. There was at least, at least seven points, maybe more that the Niners left on the field in the first half. It was seven to nothing after an easy 49ers first drive. Titans weren't doing anything offense. Second drive, we were in here for that. For, uh, second and goal, rather, at the eight-yard line. Jimmy Garoppolo tried to force it into George Kittle. The camera behind Kittle, you couldn't even, uh, camera behind Garoppolo, yeah. you couldn't even see Kittle's no. uniform. And Jack Rabbit Jenkins picks yeah. that one off. That's at least taking three points off the board. Can't assume a touchdown, but let's assume a field goal. Then second quarter, it is still 7 to nothing. They're going right to left on your TV. Kyle Juszczyk, we were in here for that, wide open, which would have been 7. Like, we're talking moonwalk into the end zone territory. Total like, moonwalk. Like, no one even in the camera frame 
of, of him. And Garoppolo airmails yeah. that. They did end up with a field goal on that drive, so that's at least four, so that's four other points mm-hmm. right there, you would assume. So that's 10 to nothing. Robbie Gould kicked a 48-yarder there. And then, again, Titans not doing anything at all the rest of that half. It was telling, though, the last drive that we saw in here mm-hmm. with 120 left in the first half. The Niners still had two timeouts left, and they had first and 10 of their own 10. And Kyle Shanahan basically said, yeah. Well, I don't trust this he guy. Waved, he, waved, he waved the white flag. I was having a conversation with, with you know, a couple of guys that I consider to be pretty smart NFL guys this morning. They're like, what did we learn from that game last night? And for me, I mean, I don't think I really learned. I didn't really learn anything new because it's like I knew A.J. Brown was a stud. I knew Jimmy Garoppolo was terrible. <laughs> and, like, it was just – it's like I didn't really learn. We, we said in the game heading into this that – the Titans' best pass, the victory, was just attack them through the air down the field because they're so, secondary. So that was the other thing about the first time. I'm glad you brought that up because we said that out loud a couple times during the first time. We're like, what are the Titans doing? They they look like they don't want to air the ball out. Like they're yeah. very, really close to the vest. And that was a weird part of the first half too. Yeah, it was it was super, super odd. But, I mean, like heading into the game, we were talking pregame about this. Like the, the best path, easiest path anyway to victory is going after this 49er secondary that's completely depleted and has a bunch of, of of B-level guys out there. And for whatever reason, they didn't do it in the first half. And then they go to their their absolute stud. I mean, A.J. Brown is a, is a top 10 receiver in the NFL. I mean, it, and the fact that for whatever reason they didn't use him in the first half, completely baffling. But going to him, going to him early and often in the second half gets it, gets it done. And then... It didn't shock me at all that Jimmy Garoppolo played horribly because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a horrible quarterback. So, like, it doesn't surprise me at all that he did what he did. Like, another just atrocious interception in the second half. Well, that so that so the Titans got the ball first uh, for the second half. They go down, they kick a field goal. It's ten to three. First pass on the ensuing drive. Garoppolo uh, airmails a pass over the middle. Amani Hooker picks it off. Four plays later, Dante Foreman is in the end zone, and all of a sudden. From again, what we're saying, if you're a Titans backer, the first half you had to feel great only being down 10 to nothing. Lickety split, it was 10 to 10. Uh, it eventually became 17 to 10 Titans after the uh, Titans stopped the Niners on a big fourth down play, uh, where again, that one was sort of a miscommunication, I think, between Garoppolo and Ayuk. And then the last drive of the game, you have to give Garoppolo this much, I guess. He did engineer a 95-yard drive, though most of it was a 56-yarder where uh, Debo had I yak. was about to say, like, yeah. I, I, I even tweeted this, I go, Garoppolo is going to get credit for those yes. yards right there. And, like, that is – that. I mean, like, there are so many – like, you look at this and, like, you're going to say, man, he threw for 322. What are you talking about? Why are you killing this guy? Those That's the most hollow line on a guy. I mean, the stuff that his receivers were doing after the catch was so, so, so much more important than what he was doing. He, would, he, he didn't make any – he didn't make any throws that were like, oh, wow, he led that guy right into that. And No, it was Debo Samuel doing what Debo Samuel does and the other guys doing what they do as well. So, yeah, and I mean, and then the bad, bad interceptions, the one that should have been picked when we there were still here. There was a pick here. in the first half we didn't mention that yeah. hit a linebacker in a chest, right? So even though the, the Niners should have scored seven more points, you could make a case that the Titans should have had more points too because of that, should have caught that ball. But so in the end, 17-17, Titans have the ball last. They do get the ball downfield. And then... Uh, they eke in, and I do mean eke in, Bullock ekes in a 44-yarder to get the win, 20-17. to 17. So in the end, I guess, and this is what I said this morning on a numbers game, you have to be able to hold the two thoughts in your head together because both things are true. One, um, the Titans were let off the hook in the first half by Garoppolo. There's no question about that. However, 
This is what makes the Titans, and this is what I've been saying, has been making the, has made them so hard to eva- to be evaluated all these months. Their last three losses, they were minus 13 in turnovers. You just don't go minus 4.33 average in turnovers. That's not something that happens over the course of a long period of time. But yet they did it in three games. They also didn't have their best player in Derrick Henry, their second best player in A.J. Brown, and oh, by the way, Julio Jones in and out of the lineup as well. They get A.J. Brown back, still don't have King Henry. They get A.J. Brown back, and what do you know, a plus two in turnovers, and the Titans get the win. And now the implications for both teams, the Niners, by the end of this weekend, could very well be on the outside looking in in the NFC playoff picture, and the Titans now rekindle their interest in the number one seed, a legitimate shot at the number one seed, if the Colts lose tomorrow, we'll get to all the Colts, Michigas. The Titans will clinch the AFC South by tomorrow. So there's all that. And you said something by text after the game, which I thought was great, too, which is after seeing Garoppolo, you said, how bad must yeah. Trey Lance be? He, 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 I mean, to not even they don't even have, like, packages anymore. For no. Remember coming into the season, sure. it, was like, it was like, okay, no, we're going with Jimmy G, but we're going to have Trey Lance packages and stuff. That lasted, like, two games, and that was it. And we didn't see that anymore. We haven't seen it anymore the rest of the season. And, I mean, to to think that your best shot at victory is to have is, – is, is Jimmy Garoppolo just lets you know. I mean, it's it's an indictment on Lance. It really it really is as to his development and, and what they think of him moving forward. But it, it, one of the things that it showed with Tennessee, and it's the – it's kind of the, it's the same thing with, like, the Packers. It's the same thing with some of these other teams that have these super elite receivers, right? If the other team doesn't have the dudes – he had 16 targets, 11 catches. No one else had more than three catches on that team. For, and, like, it was just one of those, it's you amazing. knew it was going to him every time. They didn't have the dudes to cover him. And we've seen this over and over again with the Devontae Adams and some of these other elite receivers. It's kind of like, there's, you know the ball's going to him. You ain't got the dudes to cover him. It's just going to happen. And just so, feed him. And so that that was, you know, the 49ers, I think, if you were if you were kind of bullish on them, moving forward you got to wonder you now. really do yeah aj brown 11 catches for 145 yards and a touchdown in his return to action we'll come back we'll go through every single game in week 16 every game that remains all but the one yesterday it's next Beeson's prime time action at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with me, Gil Alexander, Mike Palm, and Todd Wishnev during the Megapod season or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Wyatt Tom checking the chair for Kelly Bidlin. How you doing, Wyatt? You good? Fantastic today. Merry Christmas. Wyatt, man. are you Wyatt number one or number two? Yeah, I'm Wyatt number one. You were and, Wyatt number one. Okay, all right. And He's I'm Wyatt also one. Wyatt with the completely healthy ACLs. Yeah, the other one blew out his knee. I didn't, I didn't remember if that Wyatt was Wyatt one or Wyatt two. <laughs> you were Wyatt one. He's Wyatt two. All right, there we go. Yeah. We have two Wyatts on the show. What are the chances of that? Did you know even know a Wyatt growing up? I did not. I didn't mean either. DC is not filled with Wyatts. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't Where would you grow up, Wyatt? Uh, born and raised here in Vegas. Where the other Wyatt grow up? Uh, somewhere in Texas. I'm going to say uh, Dallas I mean, that makes, area. Yeah. Sounds about right. Probably yeah. in Wyatt, Texas. <laughs> like he, he probably was named after the city. Ben Wilson's <laughs> in Spread like Eagle, that. Wisconsin. We hope. Right. Yeah. Now. I mean, we we think. Now, fun fact: most of my family lives in Wisconsin, so me and Ben kind of have a little connection there as well. You guys are both Milwaukee Bucks fans. I Milwaukee know. Bucks, uh, Green Bay Packers. I'm a little bit uh, away on baseball. I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan. Green Bay Packers. Perfect segue. <laughs> Green Bay Packers. First game tomorrow. Green Bay Packers hosting the Cleveland Browns. Uh, good news for the Browns and then some maybe not so good news. Yeah, so, I mean, look, the good news being both of the first string and second string quarterbacks, Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield back, cornerback uh, A.J. Green back for them as well, Jarvis Landry back for them as well. Now, Miles Garrett is questionable in this, a true 50-50 to play in this thing and listen, it's a groin injury for a, for a, you know, high motor power rush guy. That doesn't seem like the greatest thing for would, a guy would, like him. Would I be correct in saying that his absence would be more important than Baker Mayfield's oh, absence? Oh, for sure. For sure. Because against the, that team, because the drop from Baker to case Keenum at this point yes. with all Baker's injuries and all that is, is, is negligible. So um, also their center, JC Treader is on the COVID list. So that's not great for the Browns as well on the 
Green Bay side of things, uh, Bakhtiari was was wasn't going to play anyway, but he, he's officially out. And then uh, they had to move Marcus Valdez Scantling to the COVID list. Of course, he is there has kind of moved into their number two role once he came back off of his early season injury. So that is at least somewhat of a knock to this, to this green Bay team. So what all that does and what all that equals when you kind of some, some guys coming back, some guys going away, whatever it equals a seven to seven and a half point spread, depending on where you look right now in favor of the green Bay Packers and a total 46 and a half or 47. The, Big thing here is we know that Green Bay is is currently holding that number one seed and is going to really, really fight like hell to keep that number one seed because that is so incredibly important. And as we know, you know, you, and you know what, Gil, the, the other thing I was thinking about today is with what we've got going on right now, it's even more important because if you get some dude get COVID or something like that, like to have a bye week oh. and get to get to be able to get those guys oh. back. So it's even more important just for, than even a rest standpoint at this at this juncture, right? Very true. Like you you've got that week to try to get these guys back from COVID. Yes, though, right. In that case, it would be a huge advantage, right? Unless you got the COVID at the end of the two weeks. That's all. Well, we're gonna we, yeah. I'll put it this way: if, if that was my team, yeah, so you get your COVID early. Be, well, they would be. <laughs> They would be on, you can go to your house, yes. and you can go to the stadium, yeah. and that is it. Like, Wait, there is nothing else going no, on. for sure. And by the way, we don't mean to make light any of this, obviously. Uh, no, my my just... mother, by the way, just tested positive, so I'm definitely sensitive to all this. But we, we, we hope everybody's healthy and safe. We just, at this point, no one seems to be experiencing, at least on the NFL level, many symptoms, right? Yeah. Very, most of these guys are asymptomatic and feel fine, but... Yes, you're right. And are, making, and, are, and are making it very well known, you know, and, and probably, you know, as they should with, with all this, you know. And I think what we're, I think what we're getting here too, Gil, and, and, you know, we'll see this trend basically through the course of running through all these games is even with these, even with these new protocols, it's not just like that easy to get back in. No, and the whole, we've said this before, the whole trending in the right direction we have no idea how, when you will actually exceed the threshold. So Baker Mayfield, like the whole time, remember he was supposed to play in this last game. Yeah. And now they're like, well, he's supposed to play and he's going to play. But it's like, you know, Taylor Heineke took a while to come back. And we still don't know about, you know, we'll get to these games, yeah. but Travis Kelsey and yeah. Tyreek Hill. So, yes, there's no predicting any of this. And and, and that's the thing is, is, you know, some of these guys, some of these guys are, are you know, I, I – guessing that people were assuming that they were going to be back with the way that these lines moved. But, um, you know, we shall see. We'll, we'll continue to talk about this. One of the things I think that I was looking at when I was looking at this game, Gil, the only thing is, is we were talking about how good this Green Bay defense was and, and how they, you know, maybe actually be could be one of the legit good defenses in the league. And then you start to look and they're trending at least a little bit in the wrong direction over the last few weeks, I mean, they, when they lose to the Vikings, they give up 34 points in that game. Then 28 points to the Rams, 30 points to the Bears, 30 points to the Ravens. Now, they did win those last three games, but you're giving up a bunch of points, right? I mean, you're still giving up a bunch of points, to these, and you're you're basically having to outscore the opponent then True. at that point. Yes, because we had gotten used to saying, oh, the Packers' defense is so underrated. Yeah, yeah. And, and for sure. And they, and they were winning games, you know, in the 20s, right? And, and I, so they didn't really have to kind of outscore these teams and, and whatnot. And so now we've seen here here recently where they've started to give up, you know, some more points. Now, whether that is these teams making adjustments against this defense and what they've been doing, or if there's just, you know, there's fatigue, there's whatever, whatever it might be. But there's there's like, you know, that's something I didn't at least notice in this game. That said, it's just I don't – I can't see a path to where they can't just – 
outscore this Browns team at this point, right? I mean, I think this may come down to, come to haunt them maybe down the line, maybe whenever they get, do get into one of these playoff games or something like that with one of these other kind of high-powered offenses. But I don't think that's going to be the case here with this Browns team. I mean, yes, you get these guys off of the COVID list. Yeah, you get Jarvis Landry back and all that. But this is, you know, a quick reminder with all that is when you are on the COVID list, you're not allowed in the facility. You're not allowed to practice with a team. You're not allowed to do any of that stuff. And so while they're Zooming with each other and all that, you're not out actually on the practice field running routes and practicing plays and doing different things like that. And so these guys are going to be coming in and, and they haven't been on the practice field in, you know, over a week and stuff. And so – I think it's going to be too much for this Packers team. I have them in a, I've got them in a teaser leg. One of the few bets that I still feel at least relatively comfortable about that's in my that that's, leg anyway. That's, yeah, that's yeah. in my account right now. At least that leg, I feel you know relatively comfortable um, about. But yeah, the 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 two the two teams that I have them paired with, not so much anymore um, with the stuff that came down today with all that. But um, look, Green Bay should win this game. Do you think that they cover the seven seven and a half? I mean, look, there's pretty good motivation for them to do so. They have a superior team to, to the Browns at this point with what the Browns are putting on the field, but I, I don't like laying the whole thing. I, I played it in a teaser. Packers, the first team to clinch a playoff berth this year. They already clinched their division. And remember, one game above the fray for that number one seed in the NFC as it stands right now. And, of course, uh, the Browns got to win out to have any shot at this, one would think. Um, that game, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific tomorrow. The other day on Christmas Day, this is Christmas Day night tomorrow, 8.15 Eastern, 5.15 Pacific, and man, did uh, this have some news today. Yeah, this was this is that leg that I said that I'm not, I don't feel great about anymore. So sitting at the computer and beat writer comes through and it says, hearing that it could be, Colts could be about three starting offensive linemen uh. for the game this week. And it was a guy that I trust pretty good and, so I start looking, decent amount of liability on the Colts on Saturday. So while it was still at one, I went ahead and just and kind of played a, a Cardinals minus one bet. And, you know, I can I can still win both if, if I get lucky, but it's just a bad hit. Qu- Quentin Nelson, arguably the best guard in all of the NFL, got moved to the COVID list. Ryan Kelly is going to be out for them as well. And, and this is a team that you're that, that we've talked about here. When they are at their best, they're just bullying the other team because this offensive line is so good and so incredible at run blocking that they can just go in and overwhelm and overpower teams. Well, when you don't have three of those guys out there, it's 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 just a completely different story. Brutal with with that, you know. I mean, it's it's just not it's not the same. It's not the same game plan. It's not the same team. It's not the same unit. It's not it's not the same thing that's been getting them success right now. You know, and, and I understand that the Cardinals have been able to be run been been able to be run on over the last half of the season, especially since J.J. Watt went down. But it just uh, – it changes the – it really does change the calculus of this game a ton. And, you know, Gil, it's like one of those deals – I've said it. I think the Colts can run over someone and bully somebody all day long. If it comes down to Carson Wentz's arm, that's when I get far less – far, far, far less bullish on this team. And I start actually getting more bearish on this team if it comes down to Carson Wentz having to win you a game. So – um, had to get off that position. Hated it too because I loved I loved the Colts at full power against this against this Arizona. I sure team. did too, man. But this is you know the Colts would have to have a uh, Herculean effort like the Titans got. The Titans didn't have three of their offensive linemen last night, including Taylor Luan, and they got this unbelievable performance from Dylan Raddins yesterday, their uh, second round rookie, who really made Nick Bosa end up lining up on the other side of the field by the second half. It was an unbelievable performance. So the Colts have to uh, hope for something similar to that. But that is merely a hope, not uh, an expectation, one would assume. Tough, tough thing. I may have to end up with the Cardinals bet, too, and 
just try to yeah. hit both of those in the middle, but at least uh, have that kind of protection. Those are the two games tomorrow. We'll get to Sunday, starting with Detroit at the Falcons in the early window. That has some news today as well. It is VEASAN's primetime action, Christmas Eve from the South Point. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of football season with our Big Game Special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new College Bowl betting guide. Still a whole mess of bowls to be played. So still really worth it. Covering every bowl game remaining for only $39. $49.97 Canadian. Ooh, that's dropping. It, it, listen, the dollar's weak. Or the Canadian dollar's strong. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. At Visa.com slash subscribe. No, I think you're right. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is, this is, this is the time, this, this time to do it, guys. I just want everybody to know that I'm currently drinking a Mountain Dew, which is like me getting nuts on Christmas Eve. Ooh. Yeah, man. Wyatt, where do you rank Mountain Dew in your uh, soda rankings? That is at the top. At the top. There's no question, right? Mountain Dew and also Code Red Mountain Dew. Baja Blast Mountain Dew. Like, those can be their, a battle between them, but nothing compares to I'm going just Ma- Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Classic. Yeah. You know, we'll do the whole Breeze <laughs> thing. Wyatt's got a little bit of Dan Burke going on. Daniel like the, Burke or little, Danny Burke? Or? A little bit of Dan Burke Dan going Burke. on. Yeah, a little, like a little bit of the Dan Burke facial hair yeah, stuff going Dan on. Dan Burke was rocking a necktie today. Yeah, really? I, I don't know if I can rock the necktie, but the beard, I, I'd say I got, I'm a little bit better than Danny. A little bit better. Oh, really? Do you, I, I would you, say. You feel confident with that. You know. Huh. He, he tried a mustache grow. in November. It was, it was so-so. <laughs> he couldn't grow a beard on a bat. It was a, the great reveal because he had the mask on, and then one day he pulled it off, and there was his mustache. It was beautiful. He yeah, couldn't grow a beard on a bat. No, he couldn't. No, me. Oh, you? Me. Can't can't grow one. No, follically challenged. Yeah, there, it just never. It gets to a, a li- like maybe a tiny bit more than, the, and it just, everything do, just stops. And then up here never grows. What about in. what about the mustache? And then area? this just will get to us like a an odd length, and then just stop again. Sweet Abe Lincoln thing happening. Do yeah, that. Yeah, you should totally. Yeah. I mean, grow it just out. like grow. And I'll come in here and I'll just look at them and be like, <laughs> God, what is what is wrong with that guy? Four score and seven oh, years man. ago. Get him off. That the, would be awesome. Get him off the air with that facial hair and that polyester <laughs> jacket that he's got on. Speaking of great facial hair, Isaiah von Wrinkle downstairs uh, has informed us that the that the NHL has gone one further day of delay. So they were supposed to they shut down hockey. Through through Christmas, uh, and I think they had games, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong here, Wyatt, that they had games scheduled on the 27th, and now they've delayed it 24 hours more to the 28th, correct? Yeah, that's what Isaiah uh, resp- um, relayed to me, that they're postponing it one more day. Okay, so thank you, Isaiah, and thank you, Wyatt. But then, so let me ask you a question. We're really doing this 24 hours at a time? <laughs> Is that what we're going to do with hockey? Well, you I mean... It's kind of crazy to think, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough as a sports better. It's like, all right, we're going back on the 20th. Nope, now we're back on the 28th. Could you imagine if this was in the NFL? Oh, no, we'd, we'd lose our minds. <laughs> but at least we'd have the weekly thing, right? We wouldn't have to. It just seems interesting that they decided to go 24 hours as their next increment. But that's the latest on the uh, National Hockey League. Back to the NFL, where we were saying before the show started, I'm like, so I have, I have the Packers money line to close out this big parlay that I had over the course of the uh, last few days, college and pro. 
and I'm literally, it's the, it's the easiest one of all the legs, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, could Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams just be just okay till the game starts? And that's just the, make it. It's the only thing you're, you're betting against at this point. Uh, we'll get to them. Lions at Falcons. I'm so glad. I mean, if you were listening to this show all week long, and I know you were, and I know oh, no doubt. you were. No doubt. I was saying how close I was, how I wanted to play the Lions so bad, and Me I too. wanted to play the Lions so bad, and Jared Goff kept saying over and over and over again, I th- and, and this, the Tyreek Hill and the Travis Kelsey thing, I think were like the big litmus test as to like how, how, how easy are these guys going to be able to get back off the COVID list, and Jared Goff... Um, the the word is is doubtful, but highly unlikely is what they're saying is for him to be able to play in this game. And with that, this game went ahead and and ran just a little bit more. And now you've got this uh, Lions team as six and a half point dogs in this game. And I wanted so badly, I wanted to take points. I mean, the Falcons are not the Falcons are not six points better than just about any team, Gil. Yeah. But it's just you know without without golf out there. I mean, he's one of the you know, three or four players that this Lions team has that actually have real NFL experience, real starter experience. I mean, they're they're playing a bunch of, and actually, as as I say that, flashes to seven at DraftKings. So the the Falcons have taken even more money. Which is kind of amazing because four or five weeks ago, if you had said this about Jared Goff, I'd have been like, come on, man. Is that big of a drop-off between Goff and... I think we certainly would have, right? We've seen What we've seen from this Lions team, especially if you look, over the last like six weeks of the season, I'm not kidding you. They're oh, yeah. they're in the upper half of the league in success rate in oh, yeah. in in all kinds of different categories and stuff. Like they've they have been pretty feisty, you know. It's just without golf out there, it's impossible to back them. I think in this in this game. And as much as I want to, that said, I'm not running to the window to to lay seven either with this with this Falcons team. So unfortunately, another one bites the dust as far as games that are either going to make my card or even have a chance to make my card. I think I thought that this one might might end up on there, but it's not going to be the case. Since Halloween, since October, here is the uh, here's the Lions results. Tying with Pittsburgh, 16-16, to game they should have won. Uh, they lose to Cleveland by a field goal. They lose to the Bears by two. They beat the Vikings on that last second touchdown. Then they did have the clunker at Denver, and then they crushed the Cardinals by 18. So that's literally like... You know, what is that? That's five, no, that's six games where they've really only had one bad performance in there. I'm going to give you the easiest question Mm -hmm. of all time. Please. So they are sitting there, and for a guy that talked about before the season started about them biting kneecaps and everything like that and everything, they asked Dan Campbell his favorite Christmas movie. Oh, okay. I'm going to ask you. I mean, it's the easiest question in the whole world. He went, what do you think? He went diehard. Of course he went. Of course, of course he died. did. Of course, of course. The guy that said they were biting kneecap. Of course he said diehard. So, you know, the, this whole diehard, first of all, it's such a cliche little thing that everybody does now. Is it a Christmas movie or not? It was released in July. That's your answer. It's not a Christmas movie. God, by the way, how I remember when it was in the theater and I went to see Die Hard in the theater when it came out. One of the few movies in your lifetime where it's at different points you could not hear what was happening on the screen because people were going nuts in the theater. Like it's something about Mary thing, you know, the scene in the bathroom, people yeah. lose their minds. You can't hear what's happening on the screen because people are dying laughing. Die Hard was just people lost their you-know-what yeah. watching it. Fatal Attraction was another one like that. It was, it, it was, it, it, I was reading the thing and they go, 
Dan Campbell was asked what his favorite, and I didn't even have to read the rest of the thing. Uh, like, oh, I know he said die, die hard. for sure. Like I know on I, like, brand, that, perfectly that guy on brand. Is saying die hard ten times yeah. out of ten. Oh, it's gonna be die hard. He'd be like, you can't say die hard. He'd be like, but it's die hard. Like he would, he would, he would. There's no way he's he wouldn't know any of the Christmas. Yeah, he's movies. never getting off die hard ever. Uh, also in the early window, a lot of these, of course, are gonna be in the early window now. Rams at Vikings. Rams at Vikings with the Rams three and a half point road favorites. The Rams with designs. On both the division and I guess the number one seed still as well. Yeah, Rams are not loving uh, certainly what happened with the, in the Colts situation too much. That's for sure because they could have used some help from the, from yeah. the Colts there. Thinking about the Cardinals, right? Yeah, in in that. Um, yeah, there's one, two threes left out there if you want the Rams, and then three and a half everywhere else. Forty-eight and a half or forty-nine is your total. Of course the. The news here that kind of moved this off the three under the three and a half, which again, we were a little bit confused about was that Dalvin Cook got moved to the COVID list. If you've listened to us talk at all over the course of this entire season, I mean, there are two backup running backs in this NFL that would be starters on 90% of other teams out there. And one of those guys is Alexander Madison. So like, this is not a downgrade for this Vikings team at all. Still moves a half a point. Questionable is uh, Adam Thielen in this one. He did get in some practices this week. So we'll see if he gets back out there on, on the, uh, on the Rams side of things. It's just a, it's just one of those deals where they got back most of their guys, from the from the COVID list this past week, so that COVID has kind of run through that team already. Most of those guys have come back in. Tyler Higby um, got back got back out there as well. Another guy just to go to catch some passes from from Matthew Stafford. I mean, Gil, if we look at this, it's it's what does this Vikings team do every single game? It seems like they find a way to keep the games close, and then they either win or lose by you know last second field goal or something like that. I think the line is fairly appropriate with the with the Rams going on the road against this Vikings team. That said. I do think that there is some pretty decent trajectory here for this Rams team to get a good performance against this uh, against this Viking squad because one of the things that Kirk Cousins has not been good in his whole career and it still kind of continues over into this season is is just he is awesome and out of clean pockets. Like if you look at if you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers, fantastic out of clean pockets, and that's why you see some of these games where Jordan Jeff Justin Jefferson just has like massive, massive games, and it's like typically the games where Kirk Cousins does not get any pressure at all. Well, you know he's got Von Miller and Aaron Donald and all those guys coming to town this week, and I think there could be. Some pressure on him pretty good and maybe a turnover or two, maybe, or at least some 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 bad sacks and things like that in his future. So if anything, I'd lay the points here, but again, not one of the not one of the games gonna make the card this week. No, not for me either. Rams at Vikings early game. Uh probably the two best games on paper on Sunday uh would be the Ravens at Bengals, the winner of that will lead the AFC North. Both the Ravens and Bengals are eight and six, obviously, if there's a tie uh, in that unlikely event then uh, Pittsburgh could have something to say about the top of the AFC North as well. And the other one is the Bills and the Patriots, the winner of which will be leading in the AFC East. The Patriots, if they win, they'll have a two-game lead over the Bills. The Bills, if they win, will have a tiebreaker over the Patriots. We'll get to those two games next. Christmas Eve from the South Point. Merry Christmas to all. Coming right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a PlayCard debit MasterCard. Get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms of cost supply. Card issued by MetaBank NA, member FDIC. How are you spending your Christmas tomorrow? Chilling at home with a wife? Opening gift? No. No. I'll wake up. No. Probably go get a workout in. Watch some football. Come home. Yeah. Turn on the television. It's the greatest day ever. That'll be it. It's the greatest day ever. That'll be it. Ah, uh, it's all I want is peace and quiet, man. Maybe uh, you know, maybe pour me a little uh pour me a little yeah. Chardonnay or something I like might that. Pour myself a little, a little more Pinot Grige, you yeah. know, something like that. Pinot Grige. You know, just something like, you know, yeah. get me through the day. That's out. Wet you, the old whistle. You think you'll uh watch this Madden documentary? I'm into this. I'm all about the Madden when is documentary. It? Is it, to, is I think it tomorrow? It's, I think it's tomorrow, though. Oh. Though, as I look up at the screen, maybe that's it right there. I think <laughs> it's tomorrow. Do you, do you have any interest in this Kurt Warner movie? This I looks so cheesy. I actually have zero. Have we brought this up before on air? Maybe we have. I just I don't have any interest in. It. I, I, no. I I don't. I mean, he's only been retired like a few years. Right. Like I mean, like he's in the broadcast. Yeah. Thing. I mean, like let's wait a little bit here. <laughs> you know, the legend of Kurt Warner. He's just kind of like stocking shelves, yeah. Super Bowl champion. He's alive. He's like so perfectly alive to where he can just 
nitpick the movie and yeah. be like, yeah, that didn't that happen. Didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't happen. That uh, did happen. That didn't happen. My wife didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. All right. So All these, are, these are the best games on paper anyway for Sunday. Early window. Ravens at Bengals for the AFC North lead. The only bet in my account that I like right now. And I say right now. The only side bet I have. That, yes. that I, that I, and I say right now because we still have a lot of time. Wow. For this, things to go sideways. This thing really shot up. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Four and a half now. So... I got this at two and a half. We screamed about it all week long. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you came for the ride, at least for the CLV, because you know that that buys you all those Christmas presents, the CLV. I bought all the Christmas presents this year on CLV. All CLV. Yeah, yeah, just paid in CLV. Yeah, it was great. Um, So let's just talk about what this this Raven squad has going on here. You've got Lamar Jackson, him and he's not gonna he's not gonna play. It's twelve days in a row he hadn't practiced, so I mean he's he's not gonna play. Tyler Huntley then doesn't practice today. For an illness, non-COVID illness. Non-COVID illness. But an illness nonetheless, right? Well, that's not good. Yeah, so he didn't yeah. practice today either. Devin DuVernay gets ruled out as well for the Ravens. And then you also have this whole thing of, so this is where they came, this is where, again, I say, when we were talking about why we love the Bengals so much in this game. Let's go back to the summer. They were going to enter this season with Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, Chuck Clark, and Deshaun Elliott as their secondary Maybe the best secondary in the NFL. None of those five guys are going to be it's out amazing. there. This, none of those five guys are going to be out there this weekend. Three of them are on IR. Two of them are on the COVID list. So all five of those guys are not going to be on the field for the Ravens. And now you have this three legitimate. This is not just, this is not like you have seen big games out of all three of these guys because Joe Burrow is not one of those guys that locks in on a certain receiver. If one guy's covered, then he goes to the other guy. If the other guy's, he goes to the other guy. So we've seen huge games from Higgins. We've seen huge games from Boyd. And we've seen huge games from Chase. Now you have all three of those guys coming to town with the compliment of CJ Uzoma at tight end. And then Joe Mixon in the run game going up against this completely depleted secondary with none of their starters that are going to be out there. It, this is just a different situation than last week where they still were able to get it done against the Broncos, even though the Broncos have maybe even a, an excess of defensive backs out there where Baltimore is going to have none. And, and, you know, we talked to Dr. Mr. Eric Eager earlier this week about this, and he said, you know, Yes, this is a complete and utter mismatch. The only thing he doesn't like is the coaching thing here because Zach Taylor still, for whatever reason, wants to establish it, you know, and he still wants to to run the ball a ton. Hopefully, the assumption of rational coaching here, which is one me, you know, basically zero bets over the course of my life, is is that you look and you say, oh, wow, we have three awesome receivers and a really good quarterback and a great tight end. We should probably throw against this team that has zero starters in the secondary. Exploit it. But here's the thing. That was the should have been from from jump last night the Titans right. game plan should've and it been. took them a half to figure out like yep. hmm and maybe we, this whole thing is uh, and we said it we're yeah. like, what are they doing by the way you've, you've thus far maybe you were getting to it you've left out the most fun po- thing that happened about this game today the Wink Martindale comments oh <laughs> yeah and then so asked about because last week we were talking about how weirdly in that game that Devontae Adams, and I say I understand seven is still a lot of targets for most wide receivers in the league, but not for Devontae Adams, who averages over 13 targets a game, only got seven targets. Well, they were double and triple teaming him the entire entire, uh, game. (laughs) They asked Wink Wink Martindale today about this, about uh, 
about Jamar Chase, and he goes off to basically say, like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that, and oh, by the way, uh, that Aaron Rodgers guy is, like, going to the Hall of Fame, and I'm not ready to give Joe Burrow a jacket yet and all these things. And, like, basically, listen, yes, he's a second-year player, I guess, and and all that, but, like, you really, in this game of all games, and all, you want to give them firepower to, it seems just insane to me. Just, you don't have to say that part out loud. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I get it. But right. Second no. year, we get it. Second year guy. We, we understand. Like, yes, he's not I, going to the Hall of Fame. With, just with our bets, I love that he said it. Love oh, that yes. he said it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, th- like I said, as we sit right now on a Friday night, best uh, the bet that I love the most in my account, really think this is a huge, huge, huge advantage here for, for Cincinnati. And then also now this – this deal with, with Huntley, they still expect him to play, but, I mean, he's sick. Uh, sick enough to where on a Friday he d- couldn't practice, right? I mean, like, so it's not like this guy's going to be 100% come come Sunday. So Also, I felt like, and he played great against the mm-hmm. Packers. I'm taking nothing away from him. But I felt like the, the pendulum to Huntley swung way too quickly. Like, okay, it was mm-hmm. one game. Everybody calmed down. Doesn't make him Lamar Jackson quite yet. And then also... Now there's a now there's a uh, some tape on this guy, right? Uh, and, and we tape. see this all the time with these with these guys that they come in. You don't really know what to expect from them. You don't know their tendencies. You don't know. Okay, if he rolls right, he's going to do this. If he rolls left, he's going to do this. If he, you know, whatever. Uh, how many times is he? You know, how many times are they drawing up just straight quarterback runs for him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you know. It, They've got tape on this guy now. Like, there's going to be some tendencies. They're going to be able to pick up some things from him. And so, is he going to have as much success this week as he did last week? Probably not. And so, yeah, I just, I, I really do. This is this is the one bet, the one bet that I'm fairly confident in right now at 4:52 Pacific. Yeah. Yeah, there's things things could change by the end of the show. You cannot make bets yeah. too early. You just can't. Bills at Patriots also early on Sunday for the AFC East lead. And so this is the one that I had to buy off of as well today. So took a piece of the Patriots at a point and a half or two. I can't remember one of the two, either point and a half or two. I have the Bills on a teaser, and then the Bills come out, and they'd already lost Cole Beasley, and we were like, okay, well, look, they've got Gabriel Davis. They, you know, that's He's basically become kind of like their, their 2A to 2B with, with Cole Beasley as it is anyway. Gabe Davis to the COVID list today. So now – it's they don't have any receivers. They've only got Steph Diggs, and it's just a again. It just changes the whole calculus of the whole game. I mean, like you, you're now running out replacement level, and they had to bring a guy. They had to elevate a guy off the practice squad to come in, and all this. It's just a, it's just a different game now. It's you don't have your whether you think Beasley or Gabe Davis is, is the number two. It doesn't really matter. You you're now losing. You're now without your two and three in this game. And so, Emmanuel Sanders is a go though, right? It looks like he's going to be able to yeah. go, but Emmanuel Sanders has been pretty much big disappointment. Yeah, pre, yeah, he's yeah. been pretty much a non-factor for for them in this offense so far this year, and so just a, a bummer of a deal. I do have Buffalo up to eight and a half in a teaser, and then I took New England at I can't remember if it was a point and a half or two or something like that, but they've they've got it on the screen. So you know, I could middle it. If not, you know, I'll be fine buying off of the deal. It just it's not Gabriel Davis and, and Cole Beasley bring an aspect to this offense that, yeah, too. Um, bring an aspect to this offense that with those guys not out there, it's just it's just a completely different game with with all this. And so the Patriots, I imagine, are going to try to do a lot of the same in this. Ramondre Stevenson is out for them in this one just as, you know, he so he he was a big part of that first game and, and certainly is, is not going to be out there for this one. So, and Damian um, Harris is questionable. But, and, he's, and he's questionable. So that, I think, that could be an issue. Could be an issue. I think on the good side of questionable from what I was reading from from the uh, beat writers and stuff. 
in this one. So I imagine the, they'll do a, a decent amount of the same in this one. And uh, it's going to be a low scoring, I think, another kind of sloppy-ish type game. I'm hoping I can middle the whole – I'm hoping I can middle this thing. But I do think this Patriots team is kind of just built to beat a team like the Bills that plays – a little softer and they're a little lighter of a team. They're not really like a big physical defense because they kind of built that team to contest with what the, what the chiefs do. And they looked a little bit, they looked past the Patriots and maybe that wasn't the greatest, greatest thing in the build of this team for the, for the Bills. So of the three teaser legs that both you and I mm-hmm. love though, we still love the Packers. I'm yes. just sort of ranking these. I still think the Bills is the second best. The Colts is the one that worries me the most. Colts worries me the most for of sure now three. because yeah. that is a that is a legitimate you know oh. direct uh, change of the whole handicap. Right? Yes, like, uh, crushes that, your yeah, strength. That's a legit change of the whole handicap of the game. Yeah, um, those are two great games on paper. The next two games eh, don't look so great on paper, but we'll get to each and every one of these games because maybe there's a bet. Jaguars at Jets coming up. Giants at Eagles. Hey, man, they're still football games. Uh, We'll look at those. And then a little later on, of course, Buccaneers, Panthers, Chargers, Texans, Bears, Seahawks, Steelers, Chiefs. A lot of intrigue around that one as well. It is VEASAN's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.